Hello, hello everybody out there in um, old bollocks land. Welcome to 2023. It feels remarkably like 2022, I have to say, but 2023 has started and this is the fir first podcast of the season. So um, please do say hello to Stephen Oldhead Ivy. Hello, how's everybody doing? Hello. <laughs> that, that was really nice. Yeah. Hey. How, how is everybody? I'm in a good mood. What can I say? Cool. Yes. As as am I. Um, so what do you do for uh, Christmas, New Year? How did it go, mate? I did very little, which is the way that I like it. I, yeah. you know, I, I didn't. Yeah. Christmas was really low key. And then even like we're, we're lucky the the neighborhood that we live in on New Year's Eve. There's everybody in the neighborhood for some reason just decides to say fuck it and do illegal fireworks all over the place. So once it becomes new, Year, you know, midnight here, you just walk out to the street and you get a fireworks display everywhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't nice. ever have to go anywhere. I literally just stay here, and uh, it was, it was nice. It's the way I like it. I don't like making a whole shitload of plans because it just stresses me out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. I'm. I managed to get to two parties. I got to one. Hosted one um and uh yeah there you go christmas fuck it new year's Boom. all right and here we are in 2023 and also this is the first time that we've met since we did a cranked and ranked on acid rain oh <laughs> the, the the question is i'm assuming you watched it right uh i listened you listened i listened i've i basically i um i've really i've really discovered the other day that like I can't watch podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts since they first came out. And that's my medium. That's, that's, you know, that's my game. Yeah. And I tried to watch one of my favorite podcasts the other day. I was like, oh, I, try, I was just like, no, no, the pictures are not adding anything. It's yeah. not happening. It, it's pretty rare. Like there, I, I like to, there's the, the always sunny podcast, the guys from always sunny in Philadelphia, they do a podcast yeah. and that's one where I like, seeing the guys and them interacting yeah. with each other but most of the time yeah the, the only reason we started doing um a video a video version is because we would always get comments like hey i always watch this on youtube can you guys just put up you talking i'm like oh, i guess we can do both so we put out yeah. each version of it i guess like this there'll be a, po a podcast version of this through your talking bollocks yeah. and then on yeah. my page but anyway so, I, so yeah, yeah what did you what did you think of our ranking um i um i was i was surprised i was surprised how low the age of entitlement was in um in in eddie's list yeah um i was surprised that the age of entitlement hadn't quite kicked obnoxious out of number one it's gonna be um, you know unfortunately I, I have to admit to you it's gonna be tough <laughs> yeah because yeah, no, i no, love no, that album <laughs> i might do so do i that's that's, that's absolutely fine it's absolutely fine um and um uh yeah the, the the whole phil lewis vocal thing from la guns jesus no wonder you've never said that to my face before have you have you gone back to listen to any of them yet to see if it actually I makes sense to you to. <laughs> you insane man i'm telling Honestly, you i'm telling you no. you will i could play you two things next to each other and it sounds your your vocal the the timber of your voices are so similar a mate of mine, a mate of mine who was, who has for his sins been uh, an LA Guns fan in his time. Yeah. And has also been my best friend for the best part of 40 years. 
messaged me and went, uh, I, I, I knew I knew what he must have been listening to because I just got a WhatsApp through and it just went, Phil Lewis, question mark. <laughs> and then another, another message just went, what the fuck is he on about? <laughs> It's just, it's just, a, I don't know if it's a combination of things. I, it might even be the accent as well. I don't know if you guys are from the same area, but it's like, there, there are so many little things that sound similar. Um, but right. it just, but, but obviously your, your vocal delivery is, is much different than his, but you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't no, know I, that's, I, Dave, that's not a bad comparison. He's a good singer. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay. And, 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 you know, Find those two bits and send them to me. Yeah, okay. and then uh, and I, and I, I will listen and and I and I will you know, and and why not? I'll come back on old bollocks next next month and um, give you my verdict. How's that? Now you have to now you have to remember that my this is when I first started hearing you guys. So there were there oh, was no listen to the excuses start already, no, it, ladies it, and it's, gentlemen. It's just because listen if you if you if you take Phil Lewis now and you now, there's not really a comparison. This is. No. I get it. 80s. I get it. You know? This is the yeah, 80s. Well, get, get, your, get your 80s clips out and I'll get my fucking 2023 opinion out. All right. And um, yeah, we'll 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 do that in the next one. <laughs> either either way, either way, whether you like it or not, or whether you hear it or not, that was a catalyst to me getting into acid rain because I was all like, oh, yeah. I like the way his voice sounds. And so it, it led me into getting into the band. <laughs> dude, dude, we will we will take anything, mate. You know, that's that's absolutely great. I'm just glad that I got Eddie on board with you guys because he didn't really, you know, he didn't really know much, and and so I'm just like, well now 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 he's really into you guys, and I'm just like, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole '80s thrash scene that he's that he doesn't know much about. And I'm like, yeah, just start going down that rabbit hole of like, there, there's a lot of good shit from that time. Well, get I, and and you know, there you go. There's there's the tale of Acid Rain's career. Do you know what I mean? They there there's you in Texas. <laughs> telling Eddie, you know, in Bristol, all about acid rain. I was like, yeah, that that pretty much sums up our career right there. <laughs> I mean, he's also twenty years younger than me, so you know, he he'll, he'll get, he gets around yeah. to it eventually. But yeah, so that, that was that was fun to do. But um... cool. No, I I I I enjoyed listening to you both. It's always hearing. Um, it's always it's always good hearing um, different opinions. Um, and it, I love I love it when people go really granular on oh and when and when that bit goes there from that to that oh it's so good like those bits because that's the, the you know that they're the bits that everyone else just goes yeah that sounds good yeah but people in bands are writing them for people who go just listen to this 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 bit here this bit there like this three seconds of music that you know gets me excited that's you know that's who it's there for. I mean, yeah, the the little things are what make music memorable for me, really. I mean, it's all the little, it's all those little moments, some of which most people don't even ever notice. And I'll be like, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments ever. But um, anyway, but moving on, since, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about that. Um, It's, it is January, which means there's pretty much fuck all to talk about in the world of music, but I, but, but they, they're the first release of 2023 that i was actually looking forward to came out so i have one exactly one new album to talk about um and then um you have something you want to talk about and then everybody we're we're going to be cutting to uh, an interview that we did with luke who is the vocalist of a uk urban thrash band 
called Tempa Shot. And they have a new album out and you'll hear us talk to him. And it's a it was a it's a nice, nice conversation. And it gives a, it's a good introduction to that band and what they are bringing to the wor- world of thrash metal. Which, which, having already got a little bit of your opinion of the new obituary album, mm-hmm. this is going to need. This leads nicely in, in, into it in a kind of opposite kind of way, because like Tempershot, <laughs> as you said, you know, urban thrash pioneers bringing yeah. something new to the scene over to the new obituary album. Obituary, yeah. The only album I want to talk about, which for the people at the podcast world, that's me with the vinyl. Um, the, the obituary album is called Dying of Everything. And that, for some reason, is a title that makes me smile because it's not, it doesn't seem very serious to me. It's just like, what are you dying of? Ah, everything. And yes. um, yeah, the, the, the cover the cover should just be kind of like, you know, a Jewish guy in a business suit shrugging his shoulders. That's what, <laughs> what you're going to do. <laughs> what do you got? You know, I'm dying of um, everything here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, I don't remember how many albums they've done now. This has got to be like 10, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around that for obituary. But um, I was looking forward to it because I'm one album, one album, 10 times. I don't know. Yeah, that too. That. Um, I'm, I'm a big obituary fan because they were, um, I was really big and I got into death metal in the early 90s and obituary were one of the first bands that I was yeah. really into. And so I've always liked their sound and I've always liked John Tardy's vocal delivery because he is a very unique vocalist. You hear that and there's no mistaking his vocals. And um, but yeah, the thing is about this album is um, it is better than I think the last few that they've done. But that being said, it still is obituary doing obituary. So if you're a fan of obituary, you're going to be like, fuck yeah. And if you're not, it's literally going to do nothing for you. Um, so there's not there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's it's kicking off say. it's kicking off the new year <laughs> with kind of a okay because like this is an yeah. album that I thoroughly enjoyed, but I know that it's January and I'm like there is so much shit coming out this year that I'm looking forward to that there is the possibility that eventually this will just be buried underneath a whole bunch of other albums. But that being said, I do like it. I, I like. The songs are are, are, are uh, cool. There's a lot of cool riffs, and the production's pretty good. So uh, I don't have a lot, and I just I guess I just like the fact that those dudes are still kicking it, however many years, you know, yeah. 30, 30 plus years down the line. Um, I ju- and I just saw them recently. They they played with Carcass when um, I went to see them here, and they sound amazing live too. And the kind of vocals that they do, like death metal vocals, a lot of those vocalists, you hear them now, and so many of them have just lost the ability to be effective as death metal vocalists. There's a few that can still do it. Obviously, like Corpse Grinder in, in Cannibal Corpse, he still sounds like himself. And John Tardy at the same time, he still has that same, he can still pull it off, not only on an album, but live as well. And I just look at it, I've never been a death metal vocalist, but I have been a vocalist in the past. So I listen to somebody doing things like that, which is aggressive for 45 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't know what that does to your voice over the years or what warmups or or a, a regimen, whatever, to keep your voice in shape that you have to do. But um, I just listen to him and I'm just like that. That alone is enough for me to go, damn, he's 
can yeah. still pull that shit off. But anyway, that's really it for uh, for that. Rob Halford of um, Death Metal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. I would say that. Speaking speaking of that, I'm, I've I've we've never really talked about it, but I've been vocally not a very big Judas Priest fan, and I've now found my way into becoming one. And I've actually, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been like, yeah, you've been you've been getting into the priest. Is that was this is was this work? Was this for cranked and ranked? We already did. We did a cranked and ranked on priest like two years ago, and I even when we did it then there were only a handful of albums where I went, I like things about these, but it's just not there for me yet. And it was those albums that I went back to listen to again, which funny enough are all late eighties albums. Those are the Judas priest albums that brought me in. And now that I'm, now that I'm there, now I'm kind of moving backwards and I'm going like, Oh wait, no, there's a, there's a lot of bangers on these too. I think my, my biggest issue with priest has always been not always, but for a long time has been that, people seem to talk about them and overlook the fact that the majority of their music is not metal. It's just hard rock. And so, mm. and once I started hearing those songs, the ones that nobody talks about, like people will just be like, you know, Hellion is a great song. Another thing coming. Great song. But then there's other ones where it's like, it's literally just straightforward hard rock. And I'm like, I kind of like these better. <laughs> and so so that's how I'm getting into them. And so it's, uh, but it's cool because they are a band that I've always been like, man, everybody loves them. And I, I should too, because Rob Halford's an amazing vocalist. They have amazing guitar work and I should get into it. And now it's finally happening at almost 45 years of age for me. So, um, you know, better late than never. <laughs> Dude, I'm over the moon for you. Plus they got a new album coming out this year. So I'll be able to approach it from a very different perspective than before. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Anyway, well, um, I'm going to discuss um, one album that it, it kind of went into my um, my top five late. So it was a top six this year, and and it and it came in late because I I only managed to listen to it a few times, mm -hmm. and it was. I think we we what, did we did mention this on the last episode, but we I don't think we went very far in depth into it. Right. So it is in it is. Um, he is legend and the album is Endless Hallway um, and uh, I mean I've been into them for the previous album was White Bat previous album was Few um, F-E-W and then there's another uh, I, anyway um, uh, White Bat was good but not great Few was great and this is also great um, it's so it's so original um there are i've not there's, there's there's so many really isn't many bands out there doing what they're doing whereas it's not just a mix of styles for me there's a mix of eras like you know i can hear a song and it's like this this could have been in the 90s yeah. this could easily come from the 90s and then you'll hear another song and be like well this is like you know bang up to date this is today and and, and I think a lot of that is to do with the um, their willingness to musically um, try anything, but also the fact that they've got a chameleon of a of a singer who can j just change the vibe of a song and change his voice to suit it, which makes makes for a really really interesting listen. I know you know when I bugged you to listen to it. Yeah, um, I was impressed. Yeah, you got that first time around, didn't you? Yeah, I and a lot of it had to do with the vocals, but also what you're talking about, because I do think that they have a very 
it's they have part, things about them that are very modern, but a lot of it is, has a very classic feel. And when I say classic, I mean like this my wheelhouse, which is you know the '90s stuff. Um, yeah. There's something so, and the vocalist too. Um, he has a delivery that is just um, not a lot of vocalists. I guess I guess it's mostly in metal. Vocalists seem to like pick an extreme to go towards. And he's a guy that seems like he's very like in control of, of what he's trying to do and kind of incorporates whatever element he's trying to do and making it his own. Cause he does have like, he doesn't sound like a whole shitload of different vocalists. He sounds like one guy that can do a lot of different things. And yeah, um, I, I like, I like that about it. The vocals was a big thing for me. Just, I, I it hit some sort of sweet spot where I was just like, I like the way he sounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it was for me as well. Uh, you know, I'm going back years to when I first heard them, but straight away, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh, like this guy's got a voice. You know, it's like the guy in Ruben. First time I heard him, I was like, yeah, and dude's got a voice. I don't even know if I know Ruben. I've played loads of them on um, on, on radio. Went... <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> right over my head. The, I'm doing them a disservice because they're not, but they're probably the closest thing that the UK has ever produced ever produced to a good Foo Fighters. Okay. All right. Um the album the album to listen to is very fast, very dangerous. Okay. Um that but again, it's like it, it, it it's not like the Foo's. It doesn't it, it it it's not um like lots of four and five minute songs. There'll be like a three minute, there'll be a six minute, you know, there's but it's yeah very fast very dangerous i i right. really do urge you and any listener who hasn't to listen to it because it's it's a great album but um yeah the dude can sing and mm. um also the way that uh, even even within a song there are sections where you go oh yeah cr- th- this is this is an absolute like 90s anthem new metal chorus <laughs> you know what i mean but because it's wedged in between two verses that are nothing to do with 90s new metal, you're like, well, this is just original then, isn't it? You know, yeah. this is just, this is just, this is exactly, you know, this is bringing everything in. And it's it's me being very analytical when I'm going like, oh, hang on, that's a, that's a big new metal 90s chord. Yeah, it, it all works. It all, you know, as I always say, there's no good being able to point out people's influences that's that's means that they're not doing what they should be doing but you know they have this cohesive sound where they can do anything and now i i I do a i do a radio show for uh my patrons of which you're one thank you very much Mm -hmm. and um uh, i was putting the latest edition of radio bollocks again today i was putting it together and before i started i was like right i want to i want a song from the new he's legend album but I want to pick something that doesn't like throw people immediately. Do you know what I mean? It's like Mm. just something that kind of just, just draws you in a little bit. I listened to the whole, I listened to all 11 tracks. It was one, one song that I thought I can, I, that I can open the show with and people aren't after like, you know, 30 seconds or a minute going to go, what the fuck is this? This is like, Mm. this, this is odd. You can throw something like that, you know, in between a, you know, a Slayer and a and a creator track, but um, um, it was it was interesting to just go through and go, 
wow, yeah, every one of these songs is like just coming in on a kind of what the fuck kind of vibe. You know, mm-hmm. where's this going? What are they doing? Um, and and every and some of the chorus, I walk round, um, humming the chorus in my head, and I just think, do I hear that on the radio? Is that like an advert at the moment? Is it is it like a, a, is it a theme sh- a game show or something? And I'm just like, Christ, it's the it's a chorus from one of those songs off that is Legend album. Yeah, and yet in my head, I'm like singing along to it, going like, yeah, this is no, surely not, surely not, but. Incredible! I'm absolutely in love with it. I really that is you that's must. the mark of a good album right there. When you the shit just is in your brain and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also when your brain starts subscri- subscribing it to other things. Like, yeah, what? No, it's not that. <laughs> right, what next? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm a huge fan. I really am. Um, and um, I mean, also the album Few from a few years ago. Oh man, that's the best album Deftones never released. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it is just oh, honestly just picks the Deftones up and wipes wipes the floor with any album they've put out in the last six or seven years. Um, and it came out in the same year, and I was kind of everybody was raving about the Deftones Deftones album of that year, and and and, and I was just like, why is no one talking about this? You know. And and that's kind of musically, I think the closest that I could kind of match them up to because the way the vocalist is such a a chameleon and such a big part of the band. But mm-hmm. for me, they've got a more cohesive sound than Deftones. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it, 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 sometimes Deftones sounds like you know. Oh, this is a Chino song. You know, brackets the other three couldn't be asked. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and there's nothing worse than hearing something like, "Oh, maybe, oh, that's that's the guitarist song, clearly, because that's the best riff that's been on the album so far." And it's like, and it's like brutal riff, brutal riff, and Chino's not doing much. Whereas this, for me, is like, yeah, it's just cohesive and co- and cathartic all at once. How's that? Put that nice. on the poster. Hell yeah! And so, and, and you liked it so much, we talked about it on two two different episodes. We, we mentioned he is legend. So clearly, that is the stamp of approval. That's a big ass fat stamp of approval from Howard H. Smith, right there. It, it is indeed. And if you can't, if, if you're watching the video, you can see me smiling. But um, yeah, listening to the podcast, believe you, I'm smiling because I like it. Nice. And that's January. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean January's kind of overrated, isn't it? Although March, although February, I must admit, February is um is a big, uh, big month for us. We've got six dates in the UK. Oh, um, I know, I know. And March, well, it's looking like we may have some shows in uh, in uh, Mexico. So, hell yeah, yeah. And also, Wait, according I- to according to a meme I saw, you have an album coming out this year. <laughs> well. I was I was kind of surprised by that too. Yeah, I've got to I just wanted to chime in on and, and comment and be like, uh, they they're still writing it, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, it's like I see that, and it's like it's what somebody wants or somebody thinks they've done the oh, maths. Yeah. I mean, they definitely haven't approached every band on there and said, "Sir, what are the chances of a new release this year?" Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've shot that down a couple of times. I mean, you know you know and maybe get it maybe get the album recorded this year but certainly not written recorded and released this year 
just just in case there are people who are watching this on my channel and are and are clueless um, um howard is the vocalist of a uk thrash band called acid rain and i i always just assume everybody knows that but you know maybe there are one or two that don't well i absolutely the internet the internet is a big old place and apparently i'm not as uh, i'm not as famous as jesus um <laughs> don't know what happened there obviously he had a better agent um it's the it's uh, the it's the hair the hair and the beard always always work uh, out yeah well that and his dad was you know big in the business of people. the biggest some would say yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah um unless you're a woman of course um <laughs> uh yeah it's, it's funny that isn't it? religion doesn't seem like women i wonder why no. was it created by men oh fucking hell do the maths uh, um but uh, um yeah, I, I am the singer in Acid Rain. We are doing some dates in February, and then we're going to Mexico in March, and hopefully um, uh, we're going to get to see you, but I doubt it, to be honest, because I I, I I, don't, I can't see you putting yourself or your family through a 16-hour round trip um, to see yeah. an English band in Mexico. The, the, I mean, do, doing things for in, from, from here is not only because I have a child, but also I have four dogs, and so all of these all of these things make planning trips and things like that very difficult. I'm already having to plan plan out my our trip in uh August to go see Metallica for two nights. So that's uh but that's closer. Well, that's uh, like that's a two hour drive. <laughs> well look, I'll I'll be I'll be completely honest. I'll be completely honest. I would rather you stayed at home than brought your child and four dogs with you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That would be so, uh, that would be a disaster. Yeah, so we're so we're good, mate. We're we're good. It's, there's no yeah, no problem at all. That's absolutely fine. It's not like it's not like we're playing two streets away. You know, we're in a different country, thousands of miles away. I I, I absolutely get it. So. That that be that being said, though, maybe I'll just sprinkle the seed in case somebody's seeing. Do, are you a promoter in the U.S.? Do you know a promoter in the U.S.? Can you hook up Acid Rain with a promoter that will put together a United States tour? Um, and yeah. then I, I would I would be forever in your debt because uh, you know just have them have them come through Houston Texas and we're all good. Yeah, you've got you've got about eight weeks to so get cracking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be shy about getting in touch. And this isn't coming out till the end of the month either, so um, you know it's even less time by then. Who knows? Maybe they'll they'll see this in the future, and it'll be next year that the promoter sends you yeah. guys to the US you although, never although I although I did get a message this evening from uh from a, a, a another Mexican promoter saying that you're you're playing so and so town um my you know will you, do you how do you fancy playing here the following night so I just texted him back and said like well no because we're playing here and then we're playing here and then we're playing here <laughs> who would have thought acid dream big in Mexico yeah, I know, I know. Um, Mexico and uh, and South America, fucking huge, apparently. But um, just looking forward to getting over there, mate. Um, and yeah. having some, uh, and very quickly adjusting to the um, uh, altitude, hopefully, because um, you know I, I don't I don't want to find myself running out of breath. Yeah. After one verse, and then just going, oh my god, this is going to be a long ten days. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all I ask is try to try to put together a a tour documentary as fun as the last one. That uh, because, I, we, we will indeed, yeah. Because I yeah. I love that one. Actually, I love all the all of the tour documentaries that are up. Even the the uh, uh, jokes on us one. That one's fun too. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I will I will definitely 
get all the um uh, well everybody will pull everybody's um video and then it's a case of just like sift through it and get it all together yeah but, um, for those of yeah, you who don't know if you go to acid rains youtube they pretty much everything that i think you've been able to find is up there on youtube including yeah. an old documentary from the early 90s when they were on a tour and then a couple from the the well i guess it's not the recent lineup anymore the the last current yes. lineup the, the last um, iteration of the lineup yeah. um but um so anyway, um, yeah. how do you fancy? How do you fancy? Uh, we've had a nice catch up. Should we? Um, should we go and have a little, uh, little chat, little chat with Luke? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 lead into our interview with Luke from Tempashot. Anything to say to intro this? Yeah, it's here is Luke Alexander, the lead singer with UK urban thrash metal pioneers Tempashot. Uh, Luke and I first spoke many years ago, and we've stayed in touch ever since. And they are going to be on the tour that we're doing in February, not the one in Mexico, but the one we're doing in the UK in February and a few dates in April as well. So let's go chat to Luke. It's really happening. We've really got <laughs> Luke Alexander of UK Urban Thrash Pioneers. I copyright that sentence. Yeah, that's your turn. <laughs> Temper <laughs> shot. Yeah. Did, did you like that, mate? Like yeah, that? No, that was good. It makes sense. It, it, it feels like um, it gives us our own sort of little identity now, sort of sets us apart. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, urban metal pioneers, without a doubt. Do you know what's interesting about that that term over in America? Urban is a term that that white people put on black stuff in order to like <laughs> be like, oh, you, this is an urban movie. That just means there's black people in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw that because I suddenly thought, are people going to expect? something different but um i suppose over here obviously different places look at it in different things i mean urban like when i think of urban i suppose what myself and what h was probably thinking of is that sort of gritty sort of i suppose city sort of environment of sort of yes. underground and which which is that's technically what it's supposed to mean so yeah so over over in england and other parts of the world you're 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 good i was gonna say i couldn't i wouldn't be able to think of a better way to describe it that's that nails it to me so well, I'll take that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. We'll use that. I think we already do use that now. Actually, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's been updated to all the pages now. Urban, urban thrash. Nice. I like it. I mean, look, I've I've got to say at this point that when we're recording this, um, who would have thought all those years ago when we were first, you know, first, well, you first messaged me, who would have thought that your like your first ever gig would be supporting us and your first, and your first ever tour is with us as well it's awesome i know it's madness it, it, it it's kind of it is weird because it it's I'm not, I'm not i'm not necessarily one of those people who likes to think that things are meant to happen in a certain way i kind of like to take things as they come but it, it yeah. it's kind of weird how like the first person obviously i approached was you and then like this is going obviously way back but and then it's, even with the, the temper shot thing, it was, oh, yeah, just purely through um, one of the interview things I've watched you doing. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, let's try and, let's try and with this one, <laughs> see what he thinks of this one. But, um, <laughs> it's just, well, uh, it, it made sense. I'll let you guys know that I did watch your interview that you two did, so you don't necessarily have to, like, repeat a whole bunch of shit because I, I listened to that one. But to be fair, just before we go any further... With that, just because this will be on the old head channel as well, 
Um, maybe we want to do like a quick briefing of who you guys are, when you started, where you're from, just like, you know, the little, the, what do you call it? The one sheet um, description of your, of your band. Yeah. The, the, the elevator pitch for your band. (laughs) Well, um, well, basically, yeah, we are, we are a five piece um, urban thrash metal band. Um, Basically we, 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 we use thrash, well, for the first album, we're using thrash as that main sort of bass. And obviously we'd like to, continue with that sort of sound but then start we want to start adding our own own more unique spin spin to it as we progress and then yeah we've got myself on vocals um i I also do some songwriting as well and then we've got uh dio fernandez he's our rhythm guitarist we have isaac ambrose who's our drummer we have james lockie he's our bassist and he's also secondary vocals and backing vocals and we have Simon J. Ellis, who is our lead guitarist. Sweet. And we 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 started in we are we are I suppose you could as cliche as it's probably will become. We are one of those lockdown bands that sort of came together in that sort of era. And re- and really the 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 urban tag is referring mostly just to your vocal approach, which yes to 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 me and I and I think for H as well is the selling point of the music because it is you know a lot of it is coming at thrash from a little more you know it's it's pretty straightforward at times but just putting on top essentially vocals that would be right at home on a hip-hop track uh, over the Mm. thrash music that's the interesting combination there and uh, what's so funny, H? <laughs> I, I know it's the way my brain works. It's like, it's, and 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 sorry, it's your accent as well. So it's just like the way you put your vocals over the thrash there. You know? that, like, uh, <laughs> over I'm, the thrash. Anyway, <laughs> I I am I am I am an American, but you know that's that's not my fault. Okay, everybody. <laughs> I, was, um, I had no yeah, choice. No, I, I, no, no, I I completely agree. And um, uh, sorry, it just it just made me chuckle, mate. It's just like it's just like whenever we do the 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 Patreon Zoom things, and it's I'm the one American, and everyone has the the varying different UK accents from different parts, and I'm just this guy that's like, oh, hello, I'm I'm this I'm boring over here with whatever <laughs> whatever this is. <laughs> to to me, it's. To me, it sounds like you know the white bread of accents, where it's just like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not much, in, not much to, to sink your teeth into. You all sound. Everyone always sounds different in their own head, though. It's like, especially if, 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 if you're a vocalist, and you know how you talk, and this is the same with anyone, how you talk and this and that. But it's only when you actually hear yourself recording things, do I really sound like that? Mm. Yeah, and it's a weird experience, and then you kind of get used to it. It took me years to get used to how I sound as a vocalist yeah uh, and i remember like you know way back in the day first time i ever recorded myself on a on, a, on just on a tape recorder you know you play yourself back and you're like god is, is, is that really me mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's it is a it is a bizarre kind of um feeling but um so i want to pick up on something that that um that steve said um uh and, and you kind of hinted at as well kind of like the the um your vocals are very much the urban aspect and it is um mm-hmm. 
fairly straight ahead thrash that you're operating over but also yeah. but but also i i i get that as a as a first album um and this is picking up a little bit on the conversation we had on on my podcast but the it it, it kind of picks up on the fact that um that's where you need to be right now because to 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 get to get the vote to to be able to kind of merge these two things together which is these kind of like really intense um rapping with thrash if 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 you've got a load of math metal going on underneath you this thing's just gonna fall apart at the door <laughs> exactly yeah yeah pretty much yeah and that that so you've got you've kind of got to kind of got to find your kind of middle ground somewhere haven't you yeah you you fit the nail on the head there i, I think i i can pretty honestly say all of us we were it's that we were very conscious of the fact that to start with we can't go too overboard on the musical front because not only have i got to try and get used to doing this and 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 actually seeing if it can work um you've also got to think from where we're coming from as a kind of new band um i didn't want to kind of make it too too crazy at first because i know there's there's a lot of thrash fans who could who could get into this you could sort of ease into it and then on the second album you might be able to then start taking people and they're okay we know the vocals now we're kind of used to that so let's see what you can do as you go forward so i think there was that it was very self-conscious it was in the back of my mind thinking i know the music is very thrash you know that there's nothing really there in the music on the album that's that's mind-blowingly new it's and that's purely from the aspect of why I needed to first get my head around doing this and how it can work. But yeah. I mean, the whole album was a weird process how it came together anyway. But um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea that the, the especially at this point that it's straightforward thrash because when you think about metal in general, thrash is really out of all the the subgenres of metal it's the one that has the most emphasis on the rhythm part like the the riffs and the rhythm is way more important in thrash than it is in any other kind of metal so it kind of makes sense to take that template and be like well this will work because obviously in the hip hop world it's, it's all started with beats and that's you know built on top of that whereas in this yes. you're taking a style of metal that rhythmically that that part is important it's important for the rhythm to be tight and so that yes. it were it works out but i do think that that uh we i guess we we should just get into the album so the the album is out right it's it, it's come uh, out now no. it will it will be when this it will be when this interview comes out on monday the 30th of january their debut album it's certified dangerous is the name of yeah. the album yeah. which is also one of the tracks but yeah, so yeah, when this is out and everybody's listening to this or watching this, you can go find it um, wherever you find your music, I'm sure. But um, yeah, the, he, he is, yeah. So, but it, but yeah, so it is their it is their debut. But even yeah, even then, like, I think that it doesn't. I don't. You don't need to make any excuses for the music being straightforward thrash because I do think that. Not only is this the album that I think you guys needed to make first, I think it's the album that everybody needs to hear first. I really do yeah. think that it's like it's the perfect sort of introduction to what you guys are doing. And um and it's I mean, I, I enjoy the fuck out of it. I think it's I think it's really fun. So um yeah, that's good to hear. 
that's a great word yeah it's 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 a fun it's a fun entertaining listen do you know what i mean it's like yeah afterwards like right okay so you know I've had my ass handed to me. Fair enough. You know, it, it, it's you know, it's it's not just your not just another thrash metal experience. It it really is, you know, something that is that is that is different. And um and I can I can yeah absolutely hear where um you know where you're going to go with this. Is it is this the first time we've ever reviewed an album with the person sitting in front of us? <laughs> somebody somebody from the band sitting here while we review an album. <laughs> it's it's a guaranteed way of getting no honest opinions that's the thing you you can be honest i mean I, i'm quite i'm 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 pretty laid back when it comes to that sort of thing i love to hear people's what they like what they don't like what they all that i just find it really interesting because i'm obviously i'm a music fan myself as well so it and obviously everyone can you know you can give 100 pe 100 people the same song and they all have a different view and that's what's great about music. So, yeah. So. I mean, also, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm just starting off with the positives. There's no real negatives that I have to say about it. But also at the same time, you guys are, you guys have a vision of what you're trying to do. And I, I'm never going to be the person to be like, look, I know what I'm talking about. Listen to this. <laughs> you know, it's because that's just bullshit. But at the same time, I do think that like, you're, you're right. Like everybody's even like the shittiest opinions matter in some way just because it pushes you forward in some sort of way um or it makes you hold on to the things that you know are important and you don't care fuck everybody else i don't care um just like just like i'm assuming you've run into probably some people that that don't really like the vocal style on top of thrash yep. but that's the one thing yeah. that i'm just like fuck that like that's like i mean i'm already a hip-hop fan so it's easy for me to sort of find my way into it but even even then it's uh it sounds it fits perfectly just because like i said the rhythmic quality of it because there are plenty of like wh what's the difference between that and you know tom mariah doing really high-pitched stuff but he's fitting in a lot of syllables in the part that he's doing it's like well that's okay but he has to be rhythmically on time with all of that shit mm. that he's spouting it's so absolutely so it's just it's, so it, to me yeah. it's a it's a very natural thing, but I like the delivery because I just like that it's coming at it from this area where normally if people were going to be like, hey, let's put some metal under this, it would be more in the hardcore vein of stuff or something yeah. like that, you know, or or yeah. you know, new metal or whatever. Which I like all of that stuff, but um, the thrash part is what's is what's cool about this, just because I'm a huge fan of thrash metal in general. Um, but also, yeah, that... I think I think I think rap has sneaked into thrash in various little places. Obviously, one mm. big place would be Machine Head. Some would say too far, but Anthrax Anthrax dabbled a bit. But, but as a for instance, um, not to make this all about me, but then doing exactly that. Uh, the first song on Edge of Entitlement, the new low. Well, second song, the new low. It, there's a middle eight where I'm effectively rapping. You know. That's, yeah. Well, well also yeah. think about your fucking vocals on sense of independence like oh, yeah, how fucking fast <laughs> that's like how, that, that's, that's a mouthful proper, that's proper spitting that <laughs> yeah well that, yeah that's the whole point i think part of the reason um i when i was looking into actually thinking, okay that, that i'm gonna be a vocalist and, and, and try and do this it it was a case of like 
I like bands with vocalists who kind of easily stick out a bit. Like you, like so you you know straight away that that's this person, that's that person. Because some yeah. vocalists sound quite similar. A lot of vocalists, especially a lot of newer bands, they 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 a lot of them sound very similar. They're all trying to emulate a particular thrash singer's voice or this and that. And it's good to have kind of have a, a bit more of your own identity, which was, again, uh, one of the things I liked about, obviously, H in Acid Rain, because there was... No, yeah, but yeah, I've said this to you before, but there, there is, you know, you, you are a recognised... You've got that recognisable voice. You know who it is, and you're the, the style and some ways you approach words as I, and, and, and how you do certain lines. And as, as someone who does the work with myself, you can listen in, you think... Mm. I wouldn't have done it like that. That's interesting that he's done it like that, and it, it, and things like that. So you you pick up on things. So, but that yeah. that was the main point. So you had to look and think. Well, rap is has been done a lot in metal with people doing it, but with thrash, it was can we match the speed? Can we can we really go crazy with it and 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 do some real like like the word that you've said rhythmically when you're mm-hmm. bouncing syllables along to the riff and and the very fast double time beats. You're kind of in. It's uh, it's hard to explain. It 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 it's kind of a, a flow, and it, it it's the one problem live. Obviously, if, if uh, I always say the fact, if if you're walking and you trip, you can sort of save yourself. But if you're running and you trip, it's harder to to get out of it. So it's yeah. something obviously in a live atmosphere. You really have to lock in, and I have to rely on the drummer to make sure he doesn't miss a beat because obviously if you're really going full flow or fast section and he you know there's a little miss beat or something as that face it can be hard to recover so but that's yeah. all fun and games it's all yeah yeah it's but it's i feel like it's it's interesting because the the i feel like so much music now is kind of it's all sort of moving in a direction where other elements are being incorporated because on the hip-hop side of things i don't know if you've if you see a lot of this over in the UK, but there are hip hop artists who are essentially now doing things like pop punk and emo in their, but it's still essentially for the majority of it, a hip hop album, but they were adding these elements of these completely unrelated things. So I almost feel like it now's the time, you know what I'm saying? Like everything's kind of moving forward to where, a lot of artists are like, just why the fuck do we need to do just this one thing? Why does it have to be like that? That's the kind of thinking that makes me excited because that's the only way yeah. I think music is going to become important again is if people start taking chances and the audience embraces those chances and then we'll all be better off. But, you know, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a hope for me, I guess. That's the thing. When people have said to, we've had comments and people have said, "Oh, I, I love the thrash music. I the shame about the vocals, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I just think, well, go listen. There's thousands of thrash bands that are playing if they've got vocals that you go find them, go listen to them. Then you don't have to listen to it. But we're yeah. just trying to do, you know, find our own identity and 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 go go to a new territory with it. So yeah, I've I've made the I've made. I've made the the comment a lot over, over the years that I feel like a lot of metal fans, unfortunately, don't want something different. They literally want the same thing over and over again. And but I don't think that's everybody. So but so I just think that eventually the you know, because because it was, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of bands were doing different stuff and people people were into it. 
So those kind of people still have to exist out there, but it just seems like there's an overwhelmingly large amount of people that are like, no, the vocals have to sound like this. And then they have to do these certain kinds of riffs for it to qualify as this kind of music. And it's just, it's really, it's aggravating, but you know, luckily there are bands like yours that are, that are just like, screw it. We're going to, we're going to fuck with whatever elements we can um, to make it our own. And that's, I think that's great. Uh, you, when you were saying about earlier about like walking and running and and which is a, a very good analogy, um, you're also kind of you've taken a, a thrash approach to what you do as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like you could you could easily half time it. You know, you yeah. could easily you could you could easily easily like just take it easy. You know, and uh, and you know not take the chances that you've taken. Um, and I think that's admirable. I really do, because it, that for me is the big difference. That is like the fact that it's and the reason why I used urban is is, is it, it is it's got that it's got that kind of for me it's got that urban kind of garage feel to it. Yeah. Um, you could easily just swap the music out, and I guarantee once once this. Once this album starts getting to people's ears and all the rest of it, I'll guarantee somebody's going to be in touch and say, "I want to whip the vocals off and put them on something else," and and you know, and see what it sounds like and stuff like that. In fact, I know somebody who'll want to do it. <laughs> or, or 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 shit, just on your on your own albums in the future, just do take it and then do like a grime version of the remix EP. <laughs> yeah. <or something>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 bless and bless him what Steve's not really realizing there but you and I both know is that when that happens what happens is the rest of the band go yeah great idea fucking hell it's all about him isn't it <laughs> this guy fucking hates him <laughs> that's true but you know at at this, at this point we only have one of them in the in this room with us so you know yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and also, also, what what those band members eventually realise is, oh yeah, fucking hell, it's exposure, isn't it, for the band? Yeah, yeah. and it's like whenever one member does something, doesn't matter who it is, the band is mentioned, which means it's the band that will be remembered that gets the exposure just as well. They 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 do get that. I've been cool because it it was one of them. It was our drummer who who told me he said, oh, Machine Head are doing a a, a duet thing. Join in one i know you'd be really good at it and you'll get a bit of exposure now i wouldn't have done that otherwise but of course i did and it's a bit annoying really because he uh, it was with the machine head thing and and rob flynn actually posted it on the machine head page and he put mm-hmm. a link to temper shot on his machine head page he was like, oh brilliant but we've got nothing out so we didn't we got we got a few sort of new followers and likes but it was, it was kind of a shame that that wasn't at the same time as the album yes yes but you've got also got somebody to send a copy of the album to as fucking soon as possible and bug the shit out of and <laughs> you know, get, get some top tips and all the rest of it yeah so yeah make sure make sure you get you get stuck into rob yeah, yeah. <laughs> hassle him with email and get yeah. get him to do a to do a feature on the next album that's um <laughs> you know that you know that that ex- that actually brings me to an interesting point when i when i was listening to the album that and obvi- obviously i'm i'm kind of weird i've noticed in the world of metal and where my brain goes with things but i was when i was listening to the album the last time i thought to myself wouldn't it be cool if when they do the next tempest shot album they approach it 
using elements that would normally be used on a hip hop album, meaning you have a lot of features, like get people from different bands and different artists to do features on the songs and maybe even like have skits, you know, just like break it up like it's a hip hop album, but the music is not. It's literally thrash, 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 but you're (laughs) approaching it. You're approaching it like it's a hip hop album. And I just think that that would be, that's, but that's how, that's the weirdness of my brain where I go, oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> but once again, just planting a seed. No, that's really weird you said that. Cause we, we, I was, me and my guitarist were, uh, Dio, we were having a discussion about it, just that thing the other day. You know, you know, you're saying, how, like, you know, how, like, well, our album opens up kind of cliche in a way you could say traditionally with the, 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 the sort of Metallica style sort of, uh, that sort of intro of the the acoustic then get heavier, and I, it was yeah. our other guitarist. They said, "What if we opened the album with a hip hop beat?" Yeah. <laughs> and then went into so, and we we're just thinking of things like that, and thinking, "Yeah, you could." We there's so much possibilities of stuff we can do. That's that's for album number two because I I do have to say that the way that the album begins is one of the most effective things for me because it brings you into this sort of familiar landscape of of this thrash metal song. And even when your vocals first kick in, you're not doing the real fast rapping yet. You start yeah. off slower and then it kicks in and it's almost like, holy shit. All right. So it's, I really love the build into that. Like that is a, that's the, that's a great way to start the album. I think. Yeah. That, that was kind of our thought process because it was, it, it is that like conveying that, that familiar territory. So a lot of people who, you know, might, be put off because they hear oh you're you know if someone says oh check it out there this is sort of rap metal whatever they want to use and but if you you're straight away you do have that familiar side so you you know if you can get through the album and you, the lyrics grow and your vocals grow and you they, they might for some people they might not it, it depends but yeah. there's definitely that familiar feel to the album for if especially if you're a thrash fan you kind of feel at home I think sometimes we get, I think sometimes we get lost in the metal community. We kind of stick our heads up our asses a little bit and we forget that there's plenty of people out there in the metal community in um, generations coming through and people already around who haven't really been jiving with the album concept for a long time. And Mm -hmm. they're just playlist people. And you are a, classic playlist band it's like well you know i you know i've heard a couple of tracks like it whole album it's a bit bit too fast for me heavy for me where but but these two songs or this song and you know they'll get shared to fuck so yeah i think it also you're the kind you're the kind of you're the kind of band that will get you know airplay traded and recommended purely because like have you heard this it's quite interesting. Mm, it's, you, yeah. might, you, you might like this, which is which is a, a pretty darn cool way of building a fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's why we we did make sure we kept the majority of the songs around the four five minute mark. I think most of them are. I think there's only one song on there that's about seven minutes, and the opening song I think was six minutes. But apart from that, I think it was about with the nine songs, it was about forty five between forty forty five minute listen, which was kind of the ballpark that I wanted to get in. Any longer than that, you know, it's like... Yeah, absolutely. 90 minutes for a movie, 45 minutes for an album. That's the fucking law. Yeah. I'm with I'm with all of that. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm even... I'm all about 32-minute album. Just go ahead. I'm fine. <laughs> Do it. 32-minute album. 
(laughs) One of my favourite albums of last year doesn't even make half an hour, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Gridiron, No Good Good at Goodbyes, that is fucking... Have you heard that, by the way, yet, Luke? I have not yet, no. I'll have to check that one out. Gridiron, No Good at Goodbyes. That well, is yeah. that is that is more that is more on, on rap metal on that side of things where it's hardcore. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that that for me is is kind of like it's almost like rap and hip hop meets um, you like eighties New York hardcore. Yeah, you know it's it's and like it's got more to do with Biohazard than it has with Machine Head. Um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out, mate. Definitely that, that, worth that actually that actually leads to like a question that I have, which is vocally speaking, um, do you have influences that when you're writing stuff or doing stuff that you're pulling from? And are they obviously they can't they may not just be hip hop, but like, you know, are there vocalists that you're like, I'm shooting for that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean. It's funny that I've been asked this a few times, and obviously I can't sit there and say I was uh, uh, I was sort of you know inspired by Bruce Dickinson and singers like that because that's that's not me. That's not what I do. Stage, yeah. I mean, stage-wise, and what he does live, I can look at that and think, oh, you know, there's some, I, I like yeah. what he does, and he's great with the crowd and this and that. But kick, the first kick phones out of people's hands, and... <laughs> tell them they can't yeah. smoke pot at my concert. Yeah. Yeah. Get off the fucking phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And, um, but obviously growing up, obviously because of, of how I grew up and obviously my brother who I shared a room with, he was the big metal fan. See, cause he, he was like 11 years older than me. So of course when he's at his 16, 17 age, I'm at my five, six, and that's when I was introduced with all this stuff. And his bands, his main bands, go-to bands, were Faith No More. Um, obviously, Metallica. Um, he played a lot of a lot of the older stuff as well. We're going back to Led Zeppelin and stuff. But mm-hmm. all through that fresh era, all that era. So I was subjected to that anyway from a young, a very young age. And obviously, but he was a big, big Faith No More fan. So Mike Patton was one of those first sort of singers. Like I think when I heard. Um, surprise you're dead he does a very quick delivery on that and there's a lot of inspired that was one of the songs i heard and i thought well he that's kind of similar to what i do in a way some some of that some of that delivery and i thought well that i I knew he did then i thought that's really cool so i i I must admit i i'm out of we're talking metal singers and and metal folks and definitely my pattern and obviously there's other aspects of the album and other weird stuff i do that is mm-hmm. definitely got some of his inspiration from, but out of metal, um, I have looked, obviously I have looked at other rappers and, and just to, but it's, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest rap fan because I've always been, I've always kind of grew up being around metal music, but I'm one of those per- people who appreciate all, all genres of music. Mm-hmm. And I do listen to rap and I do like a lot of it. Um, mainly the older stuff, um, I don't like a lot of the new stuff that's in the charts and the stuff they're yeah. talking about. It's just, it doesn't really interest me, but anyone who's kind of really telling a story and they tell it really well. And of course you, your obvious is like Eminem and the way he does his syllables and he works around in his words. You, I look at things like that and it, it, it just gives you an idea of where things that you were, you know, where you could go and things you could do and stuff like that. But they're my yeah. main, yeah. Anything really. 
I think, um, I, well, I, I mean, they are two iconic um, and leaders of their fields, singers in, you know, vocalists in mm. in massively different genres, um, especially um, Eminem, who, uh, you know, he's, he's a wordsmith as well as being mm. an incredible rapper. Um, the the detail that goes into the lyrics and like the rhyming couplets and the uh, but sometimes just the way the the way that he will he'll you know he'll rhyme something or you'll hear a word and you'll think well good luck getting a rhyme out of that and 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 it's like age and he, and he gets so many words in before he does get back to rhyme with that you're yeah. almost like oh I'm like oh yeah no he did do it but my head's full of the other words now yeah. I mean it absolutely incredible and mike Patton as well you know i mean he's he's a you ever want to fucking piss you ever want to piss off a singing teacher say i want to i want to sing like this guy here's a 10 minute here's a 10 minute youtube video where he covers about 30 styles yeah Yeah. um i mean it's it's insane did either of you guys ever see the there's an interview i saw with rick rubin and he's talking about eminem and he talks about how he's in the studio and he's like he's got notebooks that he's constantly writing lyrics in and i ask him oh are these the lyrics for the album and he's like oh no these will probably never even be in anything i just write all the time like he's just constantly has a notebook writing yeah. lyrics all the time yeah. and most of them probably just go in a closet <laughs> it's like but still he's got he's got so much you coming out of his brain like that i can't even yeah i i the, i have a an entire mini album worth of music that i did that's complete but I can't write any lyrics to it. And so I, and so that's, it's literally been there for a year. And every time I try to go write stuff, I go, Nope, I don't like this. I'm, I can't, I can't do this. So I look at somebody like Eminem and I go, fuck you, man. You just constantly yeah. fucking writing lyrics. Just throw some my way, dude. Jeez. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't worry. All the, all us singers look at Eminem and go, fuck you, man. Just give us all a break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I must admit, I that's one one reason I'm glad I you know I've, I've got something like my mo, my mobile phone because you often do find if you're out and about, you just have these weird instances and moments where good lines come to you or you see something or you hear something you think, damn, that's really good. I I'd love to use that. So I always like jot it down in notes and this and that because like if you actually sit down and say I'm going to write a song, sometimes you can have. You can have, you know, you some block in your head and you can't think or anything. But yet other days you could be out just walking out, walking the dog, walking to go shopping. You suddenly think of all this stuff. Oh, I need to write this down. So, yeah, always good to uh, jot everything. That Well, that works. That works like a, a double whammy for me because I'm doing that with comedy and lyrics as well. So I've got mm. I've got my I've got my various like programs and um yeah, my fucking microsoft notes and um and but there's lyrics song ideas and then there's like comedy material um because it works but it works very similarly you know you 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 just have that that sort of sometimes it's a complete thought or sometimes it's half a thought and you think yeah maybe there's something in that you know um but i i'm always writing uh, phrases down and sentences down and and bits like that and I might come back to them and delete some because they're not as good as I thought they were when I've, you know they don't have that same heft the second time but then other times it's like yeah right okay oh that's even better than I thought you know and I wrote one down and I was like yeah it's quite cool next time I came to it I was like that's actually a potential album title <laughs> 
you know, you, you never know. You never know what's going to yeah. come up. I suppose it's similar in a way in terms of, you know, you know, you've got, you have comedic timing, right? Yeah. What they say can be, you know, like that perfect little like, pause or this and that. I mean, yeah. you, you can, in retrospect, that can be the same with your, your delivery, with your vocals. There, there, there's some lines and it's, it's just to get in that right timing. And it's Oh, and, a- absolutely. And, absolutely. And that can I mean, make so much difference in a chorus and, and this and that. And, and it, it's only when you go back and or you listen to something you've done, you think, oh, I could have timed this better. And, I could, and so there, there's always stuff to work on and, and your craft. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a lot of. Oh, absolutely. I mean, comedy's a hand grenade. I mean, if I'm if I'm doing a gag, if I'm doing the, the setup to a gag and somebody walks past the front of the stage, mm. even even if I'm like up a few feet and they just, they, you know, they walk, walk past the stage. I'm at, I'm at a part of my I'm at a stage in my career now where I can, uh, you know, I can just stop and just go. Right. It's not worth me doing the punchline now. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> Because, tight, yeah, because that person walked past and everyone just went mm, and they missed whatever word or two words I said. They come back, I deliver the punchline, no laugh. And when you when you first start out, you you know, and for the first few years, it takes time to learn this. Do you know what I mean? But when you're in a small club and there's people, you've, you've got to be aware of that because otherwise it's just dead in the water. Yeah. So... So, you know, from a vocal delivery point of view, there'll be times where you'll be coming up to a section and you'll be thinking, right, he's slightly out here. He's slightly out here. So I am just going to drop this section altogether and I'm just going to come in on the beat, fat on the beat, and we'll and we'll be off again. You know, and, you, and you're going to learn that when you come on tour with us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's going to be interesting. Uh, looking forward to it, though. It's going to be good. Oh, mate. it's uh, Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait! Yeah. Can't wait! It's going to be a really, 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 really good laugh. Yes. I'll just, I'll just be over here in America, not being able to enjoy it at all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, well, you know, we, we might see you in March. You never know. Oh shit, man! <laughs> and yeah, you've forgotten all about that, hadn't you? No, I, I haven't forgotten about it. It's just one of those things where I'm all like, it's logistically a nightmare trying to figure that out for me. Oh, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, I can absolutely believe it, mate. Okay, so anyway, um, we're we're touring Mexico in March, um, and I think we come within what about an eight hour drive of your house? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. That's and that that's the just the one show. That's yeah. the, the closest we're going to get to playing Steve's house. <laughs> uh, eight hours it's a long drive yeah you got it yeah it's, it is a long drive mate it is <laughs> but um uh no it's good it's going to be a great laugh mate it's going to be a great laugh and look congratulations on the album and and you know sitting and yapping with us all this time do appreciate it um and for Thank those you of you man. who've uh, enjoyed listening it's um temper shot certified dangerous just before certified platinum um <laughs> and uh, gets to their bank <laughs> I get to their band camp page for God's sake, because that will get them more money than going anywhere else. So just go to band camp and search Temper Shot. Anything else, Luke? Because I've kind of, I've just, I just went into, I'm the singer in Temper Shot mode. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's yeah, band camp. It's out. Obviously, you can sort of pick it up everywhere. You can, um, I think it's online and mo- most big stores. Obviously, digitally. Um, we sh- we. Got plenty. Oh yeah, the, the the physical 
physical CD does have a bonus track, which is um, which you only get on the physical CD until some annoying person puts it on YouTube. <laughs> but <laughs> <hopefully they don't. laughs> yeah. Well, just report them, mate. Just, just, just report that motherfucker and say no, they don't own the copyright. Okay. And YouTube will do nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But anyway, look, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. No problem. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. See ya. So there we are. That was our chat with Luke. Um, uh, we enjoyed it. Hope you did. Yep. Um, lovely guy, isn't he? Absolutely. And and great band. They're, 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 they're going places, those guys, I'm going to say. Absolutely. I, I I mean, you know, if there's somebody else out there doing something even vaguely similar, then do let us know, because I'm sure um, all of these kind of bands are going to want to band together and help promote each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whilst they're still narrow minded dickheads are going, well, I like the fresh, but I'm not sure about the vocals. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, you're, you're the reason why music dies. Um, is it weird that one of my favorite things out of the UK is guys that pronounce THs like they're Fs? I don't know why yeah, that fresh. just makes me so fresh. It's fresh, isn't it? <laughs> Good, solid, fresh out, isn't it? Six out of ten. Good old solid, fresh, isn't it? I love it. Uh, but um, So, yeah, make sure you get hold of the album. Uh, try and go to Bandcamp as well, because that's, that's the best of all the camps as far as I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, camp, for, for bands... Camp. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. You prevented me from going on a tangent there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the, the one no one wants to see or hear. Um, but uh, yeah, no, and, and that's going to be that's going to be one of my favourite albums of the year. I would imagine. Um, I might even go through it in February um, for y'all. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to this year. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest. Couldn't give a flying fuck about the new Metallica album, but um, if you, I, you don't I, have to because I will. So we'll 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 dude. we'll I will cover it enthusiastically, and then you can just nod your head and then tell me mate, that I that you mate, disagree. Mate, there's some <laughs> bloke on YouTube, right, who's reviewing their entire back catalogue all the way up to the new album coming out. Um, I, I'm always seeing his videos. The other day, it was of his of, of of the one he likes the least, which was Reloaded, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. You know, there's always there's always somebody out there going to cover it. Oh, hang on, it's you, isn't it? I do a lot of shit about Metallica. Yeah, no, I've I've no, I, mate. Honestly, I'm uh, I've I've been seeing all of the um, I've been seeing all of the Metallica reviews, and. Um, I, every time I see one of those videos, I just I admire the dedication, man. That's that's well, you know. they they are my favorite band of all time, and also yeah. I I I I I like talking about them, especially their latter day stuff, because I bring a positive spin to it that I think is sorely missing on the internet, because <laughs> it is a whole. And, and- Great it is all it is a whole lot of metallic is great except you know except past the first four albums and i'm like we'll join the club of millions that say that same shit um whereas yeah. oh yeah dead dead since no life to a leather demo yeah exactly yeah sold out so, they recorded the music fucking yeah. <laughs> they went to a studio fuck that yeah yeah um well funnily enough I, funnily enough in that um, you might have seen there's a meme that we're tagged in about you know who's got albums coming out this year and all the rest of it Metallica, and in one of and, and somebody posted uh, Metallica aren't thrash, 
their trash. And I replied underneath and said, uh, congratulations, nobody has ever said that before. Maybe you should copyright it. <laughs> and then, and and basically that just opened the door. Isn't it? Ev- everyone just, everyone just piled in like, dude, really? Isn't it funny? Uh, the, the things that people say, th- I guess, thinking that they're not already being said by millions of other people. My favorite one is anytime somebody posts something from Rage Against the Machine, somebody always says, well, now they're called Rage for the Machine. Like Literally every time. And like everyone's just like, great. C- congratulations on yeah. a joke yeah, well that done. millions of other douchebags have already made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like when a British person refers to Twitter as Twitter. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. I didn't see that on a T-shirt at the beach 10 years ago. Fuck off. <laughs> You know, but yeah, Metallica's not thrash. It's trash. Fuck me. I mean, probably sounding good in the head. Do you want to know why that's funny? I I feel like I talk about Metallica too much, but fuck it, I don't care. Um, I find it amusing that, that you will see people who go one way or the other, and Metallica always gets the short end of the stick. So, you know, for for example, people will talk about that last Megadeth album and they'll say, it's a thrash album, but there's really only like three thrash songs on it. The rest of the album is just middle of the road Megadeth. Whereas Metallica have put out two albums in a row that did have thrash on them, but those songs are ignored and people just say they're not, they don't do thrash anymore. I'm like, well, why is Megadeth considered thrash? But you know, Metallica does hardwired and spit out the bone and songs like that, but yet they're they're not enough thrash. So I'm just well, it's just one of those things where people create this this truth that they want. And I'm just like, fuck that. Well, I I, I think to be honest, I think where that truth comes from is if you look at if you look at Megadeth's output of the last 10 years and you look at Metallica's output of the last 10 years, there'll be a lot more thrash coming from Megadeth because of the volume of product they've put out. I and, guess so. And, th- and so so basically what I'm saying is I think that's how that happens. Yeah. They've just they've just heard more of those. There was only two thrash songs on there. Yeah, but you know, Metallica have done what, maybe two thrash songs in the last 10 years, whereas Megadeth have probably done about 10. But yeah. spread across five albums. Yeah. You're you right. Know. But it, it, it's it kind of like I mean, think that's maybe how it just penetrates people's minds. But also, I mean, I'm I'm very much flipped with Metallica because yes, I, I you know, I, I really seem to have just taken no interest and have no interest now, which is which I never thought would happen. Yeah. Um, but Luxus Turner just really just just absolutely nothing for me. Um and um but they're always gonna be the band that created thrash metal and yeah before you start saying well actually i think you'll find the first the first band to play thrash metal was actually um a british punk band in 1969 called the ruts or something like that go fuck (laughs) off just fuck off just go fuck yourself nobody cares that's in your head the rest of the world says 
it was Metallica. And maybe they didn't. Maybe they just, oh, maybe there was somebody just before, oh, Exodus were around. Well, guess what? History says it was Metallica. And what they've done and where they've come. Sometimes now it still makes me laugh when I'll see Metallica in a position. I'll see them on TV. I'll hear one of their songs being used on a, I was watching Top Gear and I could hear an acoustic guitar playing a riff underneath the, the this segment for the whole episode. The riff was in my head. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? It doesn't normally sound like that, but I know it. Fucking hell. It's Orion. Searches Orion acoustic. Yeah. Finds finds the guys, Rodrigo and what her name is. Oh, Gabriella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find yeah. Rodrigo and Gabriella. Get the acoustic version of, of Orion. Awesome. Yeah. And this is the band that I have been into since pretty much nobody gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. No, and like they'd done one gig in the UK, you know, though that like it, it just it, they just weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. And and going to see them on tour and uh, you know, it, like the venues weren't sold out. It was it was a big deal, and there was more people than people were expecting because this mm-hmm. music was bigger than people realized. Yeah, but you know that I, I I was. I was taking time off school, you know, which was very good of them to let me. If I'd asked, I'm sure they would have done. Um, <laughs> and, and taking time, you know, taking time off school to go and get to the venue and be there all day and hang out with them. And, and like, you know, I mean, I met, I met Cliff, um, uh, met all the band and all the rest. And, and, and to now be in a position where you're like, they were my boys you know, they were they were my band. They were the band of my youth. Never mind my teens. They they were they brought thrash metal to me mm-hmm. as much as anything else. So everything grew from that, and to now be in a position where you see that they have become what they've become, I I I have got nothing but admiration. Yeah, I really have. I think I, you know, I think as a, you know, as a band, as a, as a business, as a, as a, uh, a legacy of what they've done for metal and 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 everything else. And like, there's the, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot to pull apart. You know, people will bring up, people will bring up things like, whoa, James Hetfield's a hunter. It's like, okay, fine. What's Dave Mustaine's hobby? A, yeah. no one knows. B, no one fucking cares. <laughs> that you know it's like yeah there's 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 there's, everybody's got there's always going to be something but you look at you look at the volume of what you look at the back catalog you look at the catalog whether it's a comedian whether it's a band whether it's a film director you look at the body of work and you judge them on the body of work you don't judge them on a few highlights a few lowlights you judge them on a body of work the body Mm. of work says in my opinion Body of work says, job done. Biggest metal band in history. Yeah. So yeah. and I, and I, you know, honestly, if I ever and I, I'm a, I don't have to I, like it. I'm a pretty honest person too. And so I know that it there there's the possibility that I could be I could come to where you are, where one day I will be done with my favorite band in the world. And I hope that never happens. But I I I understand that because there's there are other bands that maybe aren't as important to me as Metallica, but bands that I've loved, loved for years. And I had gotten to a point where I just go, 
I can't be bothered with it anymore. I just, it's not for me anymore. And that's a, that sucks. But luckily with Metallica, it hasn't happened for me yet. I'm still just as excited as I've ever been. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it happened with me with, um, with Slipknot and I, and I, and I think, um, I think it's, it's almost like a, you get like four or five albums down the line and this voice in your head goes, um, you do realize that you were expecting the first album again, don't you? <laughs> you do yeah. realize you're still, you do realize you're still searching for a high that this particular drug has not delivered for mm. some time. Yeah. And you are literally weaning yourself off a band because like that, that, that album that you got into and that you absolutely loved, that is pure mainline heroin. Yeah, that's the finest stuff from Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. And and everything everything they release afterwards is going to be a diluted version of that. You are going to get less and less high until you wonder, why am I even doing this? You know, why it, it, it it's just it's an addiction. It's a it's a trigger. It's oh, new album, better listen to it. New album, better listen to it. You have and at one point you go. Uh, oh no actually do you know what i don't need to listen to it i know what it'll be like it'll be another disappointment yeah but if and and i but i think that that right there sums up why i'm still so much on board with metallica because if they it's almost like because of the albums that a lot of people like to shit on those have actually highlighted the ones that people hold up as like these absolute classics but for me it's like this thing where the if you look at a band like overkill perfectly great you know, thrash metal and metal band, but the majority of their output is really similar. And so there's nothing that I can't go back to an album later and expect to get something different out of it. Whereas Metallica has now given me these albums where even though a lot of, you know, hardwired to self-destruct is middle of the road and some of it is um, a little bit derivative at times, it, it still to me stands apart from everything else that they ever did. So you know, it they've given me all these different things where they're a band that I love because they did load, because they did Saint Anger, because they did SM, because they did a, that fucking movie that I love. They just, you know, all these different things that they did that weren't just putting out trying to do Master of Puppets again 20 times. And so yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. So that's yeah, why no, that's the number one reason. And that's also why I'm a big champion of doing giving spotlights on all of their stuff. You know, I'm, I, somebody says master of puppets is their best album. I'm going to say, you're not wrong, but let's talk about why load is really fucking great. You know, it's like, you know, it's just, yeah. so that's my, yeah. so that's why, especially this particular year, there's going to be so much Metallica coming out of my, my world. <laughs> well, I, well, I look a happy for you. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, Hardwired to me um, has uh, some some horrific decisions on there, mainly drumming. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I, I was just very disappointed. I yeah. listened again, again, all the way through to the um, uh, uh, Guitar Hero mix of Death Magnetic. Magnet, um, Death Magnetic. Yeah. What an album. Yeah. What an album. I mean, it's so different. It is so, so different. It really is. Um, and uh, yeah, I I genuinely 
I keep reassessing that album and it keeps going up the bloody chart. Oh yeah. It it really, really does. If I mean if that is the album that Rick Rubin wanted them to put out, they should have put that out. I kind of feel like that might have been the case, but I also kind of feel like someone somewhere got in their heads this fucking loudness wars. Someone got in their heads with it. Because that it, it it it's so far it's so superior the guitar hero version that it, it shouldn't be yeah it, it that it, that shouldn't be that's not right that does not compute the uh, the the production of that album never bothered me it was noticeable and it was something that I when I first heard it I go why would they choose that but it never took anything away from the album for me totally agree absolutely agree one thousand percent. It's just that then you listen to the Guitar Hero version and go, yeah, oh, hang on, that's so much better. So I know that's ha- that had to have been Rick Rubin because if you go listen to Slayer albums that he produced, System of a Down albums he produced, there's a whole lot of that brick walling on so many albums that he produced. And so I think it's either him or an engineer that's working for him because the the guy who mastered uh death magnetic he's gone on record and said it came to me like that yeah um so but that's unfortunate but it's not it's not the first rick rubin album that's had that problem but but can you imagine can you imagine right um being a a a masterer yeah and and you're doing the new metallic album you think oh this should be good and it arrives and you just get you get the files you put it on your machine and go right what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? It's all in the red. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, right. Well, I'm either going to try and add a little bit of depth or add a little bit of clarity up top. Uh, this is all fucked. Yeah. Fucking absolutely nothing. Just put it through the sausage machine. To, to be fair though, I, ha- I have uh, an original vinyl from 2008 when it came out. That actually sounds better than a CD version of the album. It's still it still has its problems, but it does actually sound a little better. Yeah. But you agree do you agree with the um uh guitar hero? Oh yeah. Version? Yeah, when that I when that I remember they it wasn't very when that came out people had started releasing it like on your your file sharing site and stuff and so yeah. I downloaded the album like that and listened to it and I was like, yeah, why why didn't they go with this? I don't quite understand but i mean at this point it's one of those things where it's become a character of the album and i actually like it the same way that i've grown to really like the snare sound on saint anger and most people just can't get over it but i'm like now i listen to it i go i think it adds it adds an element to that album that makes it even more kind of batshit <laughs> than it would have been um so so so, so are you telling me in all seriousness, there was a there was a point in the last few years where you sat all the way through Invisible Kid and enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that whole album. Like it's it. Oh no, I, I know I, you do, but it's just it's just there are there are some like especially annoying shit songs on there. The no, the my yeah my only my only cr- cr- critique of that album now is just that I wish they had edited themselves a little bit better and made so the songs could have been shorter. Maybe not all of them, but a good half of them could have been cut down by a few minutes at least. But that's also what happens when you literally don't have songs and you create the song structure 
um you you take chunks and go put yeah. that there put that there put that there you know and yeah and, and basically the way they put that together is the same is as badly advised as writing lyrics <laughs> by committee oh yeah, yeah. But, but, the, they, you... they are they are literally what they did with the lyrics they did with the fucking music as well and it's like yeah, yeah no no you've done it once no yeah. Stop no, it. no, I I wouldn't want them to do it again, but I love I yeah. love that it exists. But I but yeah, you're the I I really hope, and I can't be the only person. I really hope once they roll around to the box set, you know, of of Saint Anger, if they actually release one, they should. But I really hope that they put out the unfucked with song jams. Because there are things like if you watch some kind of monster and other stuff, you'll hear music that isn't on St. Anger. And I go, yeah. I want to hear that. Like, where does that come from? So I really, I want them to put out the raw tapes of just certain songs and to hear like where they came from, because yeah, there is a whole lot of like swapping bits around in pro tools or whatever. Well, I, I think you're going to be waiting a long time to be honest, mate. Um, and, uh, but because I say that because I am still waiting for the definitive Metallica re-release. Hopefully you know where I'm going with this. We need to have the CDs, the vinyl, all needs to be remastered. Then the concert needs to be completely remastered, put onto Blu-ray, S&M. Yeah. Fucking hell. What? Is it, it's, it's not on Blu-ray? No. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I don't... <laughs> it is still... It is still the the exact same CD and the same D double DVD that was released back then. Yeah. Nothing. That's insane. Well, I, I have a feeling if they're going in order, maybe they will get to that. If they do load and reload and maybe they will do a definitive or remastered, you know, S and M at that point, because it's going to come after that. I it really, really, really hope they do. I, I don't really see why. Do. I don't see why they wouldn't. But, well, I mean, they even they even re-released um, uh, uh, Garage Days like they they they. Yeah. So I figured if they're, they're going to get around to all of them eventually re-releasing re re them, even 30 years down the line, getting a reissue of Hardwired to Self-Destruct when we're all That's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that cheerful note. About <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone's already happy, tuned out because they're like, "God damn it, he's talking about Metallica again!" Happy New Year! Woo! We're all gonna be dead in thirty years. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, uh, lovely to chat to you as always, mate. Yes, um, yes. Let's crack on, and uh, we'll see everybody again in uh, in February. All right, later, everyone. Bye.